afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. Today is the 11th of April and um, it's a sunny day in Lagos, Nigeria. I think it's there's a bit of a cool breeze blowing in from the Atlantic Ocean. My house is very near the Atlantic Ocean, which is, I think, a good thing. It's been really hot and humid for a while, but when the sun comes out, oh my goodness, it's so punishing. I mean, living in Lagos, I'm just happy that I have dark skin because really, the melanin, you need the melanin to cope with that, with the sun. It's really intense. It's like beating you, you know, as in you feel the heat of the this, the flames of the sun you know on you the light rays of the sun it's you actually feel it on your skin it's, it's really intense so and i usually don't complain about the sun when i start complaining then you know that it's 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 really a lot so it's not just humid but the heat of the sun you feel it directly so i guess i don't know whether climate change the ozone layer there's just something wrong i don't recall the sun being this hot um when i was younger anyways so today i just want to muse a little bit about ah i don't even know where to start i find that you know for me i think one of the things that really hurts me that i really really feel very bad about is when the church when we as christians are not able to when the church is not able to help situations that we should be able to help and what i'm talking about is something you know in my home country nigeria there's been a case of a gospel minister very well known um who she's a lead singer in a mega church and you know this whole epidemic of domestic violence that is just everywhere and even though one doesn't really know the facts, I think it stimulated a, a conversation around, you know, what does the Bible say, under what conditions can, you know, a man, you know, you know, this whole concept of divorce and marriage and remarriage. And even though that's not something I ever imagined I want to talk about on this music, and I'm not even going to um, attempt to even get into that theological space because I think... A lot of people people believe what they want to believe but what i see that has happened in my environment in my context in nigeria is that people have and i see this across board on all gender issues they have taken the culture and they've superimposed it upon the faith so which is why you find that there is almost no difference even between the faiths in the past in the way in which men regard women that's how you know that it is not gospel centered neither is it christ centered because if it was gospel centered and christ centered you would see a difference in the way people who are christians regard and treat women from the way people who are not christians regard and treat women but there is no difference none no differentiation so even without checking into bible or scripture that already tells me that there's something wrong here because if for an institution as important as marriage, if for a um, for gender issues, I mean, because one thing I see about Jesus is that Jesus came to restore the place of the woman as so as an equal part of creation. 
that is what Jesus came to do. And, and we see it in the prominence that he gave to women. I mean, Jesus ministered directly to women. We talk about the women at, at Samaria. He allowed the other woman to use her hair to wipe his feet. If he was a chauvinist, he would not have done all of those things. Even the disciples, when they came, they came and they said, why is he talking to this woman? Because as far as in the culture that they were raised, women were nothing. But the God that created them male and female, he knew what he was doing. Why didn't Tikuku just create Adam and Steve? You know what I'm saying. And there's nothing in the scripture to show that God created Eve as a second class citizen to Adam. It was a consequence of the fall. It was the fall of man that said that brought about that decree when God said, Your desire shall be to your husband and he will rule over over thee. And the Bible tells us that Christ has redeemed us from the cross of the Lord. So the cross of your desire shall be to your husband and he shall rule over thee has been redeemed by the by the law. Now I know all of the scriptures and the epistles where you know Paul says, um, wives submit to your husbands, all of those things have made people now which is why I said the culture, they now put on that. So they, they ignore the part that talks about husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave his life for it. That in note makes you know that giving your life is, it means love the same way Christ loved, not punch and barrel your wife. And there's nowhere in the Bible where it says husbands rule over your wives. It says wives submit. So the wife is the one that is supposed to submit. There is nowhere in the New Testament that it says the husband should rule over her. And like I said, people will believe what they want to believe. So I think a lot of people just pick what they want to pick. But if the same God that said, love your neighbor as yourself, cannot now tell you that your wife should be treated differently. In fact, I believe that Paul's, my personal belief is that, I, I think some things, I, I don't think Paul even comprehended in writing those things. I think there's some level of wickedness that God did not even expect, or Paul did not expect, or God did not expect that believers, he felt, you know, that God did not expect that believers will, will, will find themselves in. Because when he says, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not hurt, you know, if you walk in love and you say you hate your brother, the love of the father is not in you, you know, if somebody should slap you, turn the other cheek, all those things he was saying to people who were even strangers, he never intended, which is why all they said was husbands love your wife, and they felt that, that, you know, that didn't need further explanation. And he says, as Christ loved the church, Jesus did not pummel us now, Jesus did not torment or oppress us. Even though he died for us and he gave his, himself as a um, um, substitution, propitiation for our sins, Jesus doesn't compel anybody to serve him. He doesn't compel anybody to love him. He doesn't come knocking at my door and saying, oh, because um, I gave my life for you, therefore you must serve me, you must do everything. He doesn't. It's the devil that does that. So anybody who says because you want to force your wife to submit, you now begin to employ the tactics of the devil. And at that point, you are lending yourself very judiciously to the use of the enemy. If you like, you can call it you are um, forcing the person to obey the word of God. No, but at that point in time, you are being used by the devil. But the I'm not even so much concerned about the perpetrators because I think I have come to the conclusion that certain things will not change. The, one of the very first musings I did on this um, platform was female in Nigeria. Nigeria is such a misogynistic country. You know, I, recently some of the gender bills 
were thrown out we had some gender bills put in in parliament um to try and get um more um, female representation in parliament and all of them were thrown out without exception or even some that were so you know as in very basic they were all thrown out and one female leader said as diverse as we are as a country that nigerians you know are united in their hatred of women and it was a very iconic statement i remembered it because i said yes it's true and that was when i realized that on gender issues we're undifferentiated even though we claim to be of multi different faiths so it has nothing to do with christ it has nothing to do with scripture it has to do with the culture the culture that we have inherited from ancestral days about subservience of women about subjugation of women about cruel treatment of women widows you know subjugation oppression torment underclassness that is what we're experiencing and the church should not be paying lip service to this we shouldn't be encouraging this it's very very disheartening that we find that the church is not showing itself as a shining light and walking according to scripture and gospel and encouraging love so even the submission is in love it's not submission because you are tormenting me submission in love no way as, as in, i can't even i can count i can't count the number of sermons i've listened to about women being asked to submit but i i i i i, I don't think I've, i think maybe i've heard only two sermons in my entire lifetime that it was about husbands love your wife but i'm not even so much concerned about loving and submitting this gender violence thing I don't know it's just when it comes into the church it's bad anywhere you see it but when you see it you see ah, you see anyways I don't know I just you see someone who had so much talent now her her, her passing has generated a huge conversation you know in social media and her songs being played everywhere this was a very talented woman who had touched the lives of so many people yet being treated like an animal in her own house it's the most bizarre thing and you then wonder how many more women are in such a situation how many that we don't know because she she lived a public life some pe- people close to her knew it they saw it tried to intervene there was little they could do because of this whole culture of you know yeah the culture that makes it easy for people to get away with this now since all of the conversation has been going on not a peep from the people you know that you would expect should be speaking we just goes to show it's it's sad the culture you know i've talked about the culture of silence in our country i've come to the co- conclusion that you know when i was working in in my professional life the lord used to say to me that whenever i feel the urge to speak i should just speak and believe that he's the one urging me to speak and that he would rather i speak up and say the wrong thing in good faith than for me to withhold and censor myself and that was what used to give me the courage to speak up many times even when i felt no one else is speaking why should i be the one speaking or maybe this is not the right time or you know or maybe i shouldn't say this or should i say this am i really sure you know he kept telling me that and that always pushed me because if not i will second guess myself and say no let me not say it because no one else is talking you know and then i would feel you know just the whole pressure of why should i you know that whole burden that comes upon you when you speak up So I, 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 now that I am, you know, 
in a different phase of life i see i can see how the culture of silence has hurt us as a nation and not enabled us to address the things that we should have addressed and the body of christ has been culpable as well which is the sad thing we have also encouraged fostered this culture of silence in fact we are defenders of the culture of silence as well we believe in fact i've never seen and it's such a cultural thing in nigeria anytime anything comes out no matter how bad it is whether it is you know whatever you may call no matter this level of immorality the first instinct is to cover it up handle it privately and silence the victim that's the first instinct the inst- i mean you would never find it's very is a, 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 a an environment where they would want to have a transparent resolution that gives justice and closure to the victim it will be more about let's you know let's handle this quietly and that handling it quietly requires that the victim be silent it always does because you know it's about protecting the reputation not letting things go out so it 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 on it eventually pays out to the um, benefit of the perpetrator because the perpetrator then doesn't have you know that whole public backlash doesn't have the opportunity to see the impact of their activities of, of, of what of their crimes of what they've done from the perspective of you know the public they are in effect is cover for the sin and i don't know if this i don't think this culture will change in my lifetime i don't think so it's so entrenched it's so embedded i remember once in one church i was in many years ago there was a lady a gospel minister not as popular as this having the same problem with her husband who was also in the music ministry but she had a you know she was a she was a brighter personality and he he wanted to throw her out of the house it took my pastor going to the house to intervene and, and tell him you can't do this while i'm here but she was a female pastor and she had also you know faced her own she'd lost her husband and she'd faced her own share of she'd seen you know misogyny play out in real living terms so she was coming from a completely different perspective and this was several years ago so i do know that there may be people providing this kind of support and god bless you for you know all of you wherever you may be that doing this but in the mainstream particularly male dominated churches where, where i think there's just a lot that needs to be done male dominated leadership i would say we, we we have to do better and we just have to do better and unfortunately because we don't have a criminal um, law enforcement system in nigeria that will give justice or even provides opportunity for such cases to be heard it's this community-based resolution that we rely on so institutions like family like church have a stronger role to play because we just don't have that law enforcement structure to deal with cases like this you know you go to the police the police say it's a family matter resolve it you know we just don't have that it's only when there is actually like you know when it's a murder which is what has happened in this case that's when they can now step in which unfortunately sadly it's too late so there's just a lot to unpack I i think you know my sense of reflection about the state of some things that are going on in the body of christ in my home country nigeria is that i think there just needs to be a lot of thought leadership around social issues i think we're not doing well at all on social issues and you know we're just not doing well and 
cultural and social issues we we are not shining the light on a lot of these things and we're not really i think the theological grounding of a, a lot of we're not separating christianity from 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 culture we're not we're not separating it we're not separating it and there are principles that god says which is love your neighbor as yourself that's the first and the foremost commandment thou shalt love the lord with all your heart with all your heart with all your mind him only will you serve then he says love your neighbor as yourself the commandment from the husband to the wife is love anybody that is not loving the wife or doing things that are injurious physically to the wife you're not walking in love you should be treated like somebody who at that for all intents and purposes is an enemy of the gospel and an enemy of christ the same sort of church discipline that should apply to somebody who is engaged in immoral acts should be applied to such a person as well with very strong counsel and recommendation and if physical harm is whatever in fact whatever it takes so i think some thought needs to be given to how to handle these cases that's what i mean i think we've glossed over it you know it's almost like that attitude that um, the bible talks about when he talks about the um the person who comes to you and says they have a a, a they have a you know they, they have a material need and then you pray for them and you ask them to go and you're not giving them any money or anything to help solve their problem social issues there's some sort of thing social economic issues require practical intervention the prayer is to sort out the spiritual things but these are even if they are spiritual problems they have physical manifestations so you need to have some guidelines around how you can help with the physical state beyond counseling and prayer and all of that which is supposed to address the soul and may take time before it matures so i, I just believe that we we haven't you know and this is why the bible says study to show yourself approved unto god rightly dividing the word of truth because if we understand that man exists in three realms we operate in the spiritual realm in the realm of the soul in the realm of the body then we should know that when a problem or an issue crosses the three boundaries then we resolve it in the three spaces thank you holy spirit for that we do not just say oh continue to pray whereas there's physical danger who, who does that and that was what that scripture was saying in the context of a brother coming to you for food you are praying for the brother the person is hungry as in i'm hungry now you are praying the prayer is in the realm of the spirit and in the realm of so it does not solve my physical hunger at this time so yes i like the prayer is good pray for me but please give me the bread that i need to eat now as well so and thank you holy spirit because this has just been bothering me so i think you're also helping me to understand you know how one should really deal with this i think we focus because of this tendency to spiritualize everything we focus a lot on the prayer and the counseling whereas not looking at the physical aspect which is this person is in present danger from we see a pattern of behavior that shows this person is unable to help themselves the environment around them is such that we cannot say for sure that this will not happen again therefore this person needs to be removed for a while or these sort of barriers need to be put in place to ensure that this does not happen again something needs to be done physically prayer and counseling is in the soul and spirit realm may not may may i use that word may may not yield physical results anyway thank you holy spirit for that because i think you've helped me sort of like put in pockets if i'm going to share with somebody again then that that would be the realm i'll look at it that okay you sort of like look at the three buckets and say okay we, we pray then we ask for you know we, we counsel as well 
and then but if there is physical danger what do we do and what kind of barriers do we put in place because that is where the enemy you know that 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 is where the danger comes from in the physical realm because once the physical body is attacked that's the end that's the only license we have upon this earth to be here it's all over it's game over and if we look at it that that life is a heritage of god i mean now when you see uh, the, the 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 outpouring that has of grief that has come out based on her passing has shown how impactful her ministry was i think even the the, the spouse will be shocked he was married to a very great woman but like the bible said you do not cast your pearls before swine what will they do the only thing that pearls will do with i mean swine will do with pearls is to trample it underfoot and that was exactly what he did thank you my lord for that oh lord anyway thank you very much for listening and um i pray that we will never in our lives cast our pearls before swine and that if I ever we find ourselves in a situation where we are not where God would want us to be, that the enemy will not triumph over us and that God will send help to all who need help and he will give those around us the wisdom, the courage, the faith and the will to do what they need to do so that his name will be glorified, his heritage will be protected and that the name of the Lord will not be blasphemed in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day in Jesus' name. Amen.